But I'm finding that, you know, the, the one thing I can tell you with certainty is that mm -hmm. I never thought that I would end up being a singer or fo focusing on singing because I, right. I always prefer the writing aspect of it. But I think mm -hmm. that after all of these years, singing the voice is the only instrument that I feel comfortable enough saying, okay, I'm a singer, I'm a vocalist. Because with guitar, I'm like, oh, I'm not that good. And with piano, I'm like, oh, I'm not that good. With everything else, I've been a bit mediocre, I have to say. Uh, right. But with the voice, like I'm, I'm so committed to it. So if you ask me, what do I do? I sing. <laughs> I think I can, <laughs> I can summarize it as that. <laughs> Hola, hello, welcome, bienvenidos, ¿cómo estamos? My name is Marcelo Treviño and this is El Composer Podcast, a show about creating tracks that tell inspiring stories. Today's guest, award-winning Mexican music producer, singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist and composer who has amassed millions and millions of views on her music and live streams on YouTube, Twitch and other media. She's contributed music and voice acting to multiple video games like Call of Duty Black Ops 2, 3, 4, and Cold War, Journey, The Banner Saga, The Elder Scrolls Online, Far Cry Primal, Lone Echo, and many, many more, working or collaborating with other leading industry musicians and composers like Peter Hollins, Taylor Davis, Tina Guo, Austin Wintory, and more. She's also performed live at some of the most important video game events like Helio Global Championship, South by Southwest, The Game Awards, Video Games Live, Gamecom, and in many countries like Mexico and Argentina. You can find her new original album, I Follow the Moon, on all platforms, always accompanied by her trustworthy dog, Thor. I'm really honored and happy to welcome to our show today, <laughs> Judith de los Santos Maluca. Hello, I'm very honored Hi. to be here. Thanks for inviting me. I, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Very, very well. Thank you. How it's, about you? It's very, <laughs> I'm good, but it's very, uh, once once you get to like dig into your, we'll talk, we'll talk and say hi, but just, I have to say this before we start. Once you start digging into everything that you've done, it's very difficult to put together because <laughs> there's so much stuff and, and I, I'm like, I'm just scratching the surface and I'm like, oh my God. And also I, I have to, I have to mention Gamescon. And I have to mention Argentina. And uh, I mean, there's so much there. And it, I'm, I'm like so impressed because I knew most of the stuff, but not like in detail. <laughs> so when I, when I was like digging in, I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I have to put that in. So, so my intro is like all over the place. So I, I guess I'm going to have to like, you know, like edit it or something or re-record re it. But congratulations on, on most of recent projects and projects from 10 nine years ago uh, so many questions for you it's so cool to to say hi to you today how are you first first because i know really cool things have happened in your life in the last uh, months how's it been it's been great i think well i think what you mean is we recently my husband and i recently had a baby at the end of last year and that has been Yay! an entire <laughs> an entire you know great adventure in its own it's um 
it, it was a struggle getting used to it at first because it's so surprising and so many new things. But once uh-huh. we got the hang of it, it's just the most wonderful thing we've ever experienced, I think. And we're really yes. enjoying it now. Dante. Dante. That's Dante. Right. <laughs> How is Thor? Thor is doing very well. He's he's getting up there in old age, and but he's yeah. he's doing very well. And he's he's had to um, relinquish his throne in our household for Dante. Yes. But they, I was going to <laughs> I was going to ask you what the uh, how, how they adapted to each other. They are now super uh, getting along very well. At first, Thor was uh, kept his distance a bit, mm-hmm. very respectful, very careful, not not aggressive okay. at all or anything, but. But now he like he continually licks Dante's hair and face, <laughs> like whenever so he cool. can. It's <laughs> uh, so cute. Yeah, at first they they're like, "Who is this new person or this new thing that's here?" Yeah, and it's like they're curious about it, but like careful. It's like, but yeah, they totally dethrone. That's the that's the bad part of it. Because, <laughs> yeah. because yeah, I mean, yeah, dogs are dogs, but. Babies are babies. And I remember pre-baby, my husband and I yeah. would always say, like, could we love anybody more than we love Thor? I don't think so. <laughs> impossible. It's impossible. Never. <laughs> and now it's like, oops. <laughs> oops. Sorry, dude. <laughs> we can. We can. <laughs> it's a different, it's a different type of love. Yeah. But but yeah, definitely. Okay, that that's a really cool transition for me to, to start talking about. Because I, I want to talk with to, with you about track building and production. And I'm I'm a fan of everything that you do, you. but uh, we can go we can go into a song that you did for for Dante, how, yeah. how that came about, and and, and uh, explain to us. It's a song called it. "Safe Asleep," and Safe I asleep. wrote it before I was even pregnant. It was just wow. like the a way for me to try to come to, to to try to understand what motherhood would be like and what the the joy and also the bittersweetness of it, because I think that's all something my my mom always made me very aware of that it's it's not the the you know great easy joy all the time, but it's a lot of challenges and everything. And so it was like a way for me to sit down and really think about it. And it's like okay, is is this what what Diego and I want and everything? And and mm-hmm. um, so it, it turned into this this song that that I wrote thinking like if I have a son, this is what I would like. To think and feel and 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 yeah and, and once Dante was born and it was just amazing to be able to release that song in in his honor and with his picture and everything. Wow, that's so cool. Did you have dreams about being a mom, or do, do first of all, I mean pre pre question, do you have dreams? Because people don't see stuff when they go to sleep, but sometimes. <laughs> no, I know I had more dreams when I was a kid. I I have less dreams now. I still do. But do you have like? Can you see dreams? And ha- did you ever have dream about being a mom? I definitely dream a lot and very absurd mm-hmm. things. I just recently had a dream about a mop, a mop to to clean. <laughs> <laughs> was it evil? Was it? Was it? No, I purchased just, a, mop. Just a mop. I purchased a mop on Amazon, and I had a dream about it. But I I like altered the design <laughs> and improved it in my dream. It was ridiculous. Oh, okay. But yeah, my whole life I've always had a lot of. A lot of dreams. And so I guess that's why I, I assume that the Dante will have them too. Um, okay. And I did dream several times that, that when I, especially when I was pregnant, that I was going to, that I was a mom. But I, but I would okay. dream things like I left my kid in the restaurant and I le- oh. like really stressful <laughs> things. <Yeah. laughs> 
It was nothing like, oh, I dreamed I was a mom and it was fabulous. No, yeah, it was like, like I where's my up? kid? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen my kid? Because yes. <laughs> uh, I, I ask you that because for my first daughter, Nina, I had okay. a dream that I was playing uh, with like a five-year-old on, on this big field. Very cinematic, like uh -huh. very dramatic cinematic. I'm like, ah, oh, playing in the, like the sunlight and stuff. So when, when my wife, Marcela, said, oh, we're going to have a baby. I mean, I'm, I'm super simplifying the experience, but oh, we're going to have a, a baby. I knew it was going to be a girl. Like my whole body, my whole heart, my whole mind. I was like, oh, it's going to be a girl. She's like, come on. I'm like, oh, I've, I've dreamt about her. Like she's going to be a girl. That's amazing. And I was to the point where like she was born and like, I knew. Like, I was well, like, well, I, I called it. Called it. Yeah, I called it <laughs> all the way. But then the way I knew that that was very real. That, that feelings and, and things that you, you, you have in your subconscious or your mind was that the next two babies, I had no clue. I felt nothing if it was going to be a girl or a boy. Uh -huh. So I'm still like, I still have that banner of, I knew that, and like I felt, I dreamt about it. I like put it in music and stuff that I knew she was going to be a girl. Yeah. So that's why I ask you if also you're, you wrote this song maybe pre- feeling a pre preempting or seeing the future hoping i think hoping yeah who worked on that on that song we recorded that that song is from the album i follow the moon and we recorded okay. that here in monterrey in a stu studio called victoria records victoria and, records yeah mm -hmm. and bucho which you uh -huh. had a, a podcast episode with rodrigo, yes, rodrigo Monfort. Monfort. Uh -huh. he helped me produce it and i brought in some players from From Boston and New York, the, the, some folks that I went to Berkeley with, and mm -hmm. it was Alex Knudsen on guitar, Ian Kaye on bass, Jack Dubow on drums, and I'm playing acoustic guitar and voice. And That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so great that, that we were able to bring them here and have them be a part of the album because they're people that I've known for many, many years. And mm -hmm. they're the kind of people that even though we haven't spoken very frequently since last seeing each other, when you mm -hmm. talk, it's... Like, no, no time has passed. Yeah, like you paused the time and yeah. then they were like good friendships. Was that one of the how many tracks for the for the album? Ten or eleven tracks. <laughs> I can't nice. remember right now. Okay, I, I'm going to ask you about that in, in a little bit about your <laughs> album. But I want to see if you don't mind, I want to see if we could do a throwback uh -huh. on your life or anybody that's listening that that's getting to know you through the podcast. Tell me about the Berkeley days because we have that in common. And, and, and I, I don't think I've ever... Uh, had a conversation with anybody who was also there. Yeah. I know you did also film scoring, yeah. which is and and PE, uh, music production engineering, which is amazing because I also did film scoring and I did songwriting. How was it for you? How how did you end up deciding to to go to Berkeley and and I don't know just a little bit about that stage in your artistic life. I remember hearing about Berkeley and, and I, I actually went to a, a summer program, the five-week program, if yes, you remember. Yes, I did that too. Yeah. And what ended up happening is while I was there, I wrote a song. In I was in my dorm room. Nobody had to told me that in the dorms you needed to bring like a comforter and a pillow and everything. And I just arrived without anything. And so yeah. it's not like the bed, like a prison bed. Um, yes, <laughs> with just like the plastic. Yeah. And, yeah, and so I, I, I ended up going to... to Ross or TJ Maxx. I don't know what was nearby that I just bought the cheapest comforter. And when yeah. I was trying to sleep at night with a plasticky smell, I ended up going to a practice room. And so I wrote a song about missing my, my blanket um, yes. and a song called Homesick Insomniac. And so okay. what ended up, that was, I think, the first song that I finished. I'd always written okay. a little, you know, bits and pieces here since I was like 15. 
but that mm-hmm. was a, the first Finnish song. And it turned out that that was a time when when um, a producer named Ricardo Cortez was at yes. Berkeley as well. And mm-hmm. he helped me. I knew him because of my sister and he helped me record the song. And mm-hmm. that's when I found out that music production and engineering existed, the, the being yeah. able to record something. And it was at a time when it was becoming more and more possible to record at home. And so we recorded mm-hmm. at, at Ricardo's place and, and um, I became completely enamored with the process of recording and the fact that I had written a song and now it was recorded and it was produced and it had drums and piano and all these things. Yeah. And I was like, that, I want that. That's exactly what I want yeah. to do. <laughs> and, and then, so you enrolled right after that or how did it work? Well, I, I got home to Monterrey and I was like, father, I must go to yes. college in Boston in Berkeley. And my yeah. dad was like, no, study something else first, graduate, yes. get something reliable. Finally. And then I will, I will support you and, and you can go study whatever else you want. Mm-hmm. And so that was it. And I was like, <laughs> and then I, I found out about the, the whole film score. I'm a big fan of John Williams and all, you know, movie scores. Mm-hmm. And, and I also became very, I was very, um, I was even, I think at first, even more curious about film scoring. I wanted to be a film scorer. And mm-hmm. I got to record, to compose a score for, for a final project of, of the tech of, of my sister's college in, in Monterrey. Mm-hmm. And I scored the project and, and they premiered it at a, a indie cinema in, in the city. And when we went there with, with my parents and, and afterwards, it, um, I did the score as I could. It wasn't, I don't think it was even digital performer. It was audio desk or the, the one previous to the software previous to digital performer. Yeah, Studio Vision or Stu- one of those guys. Like super yeah. clumsy. I couldn't even hook up the MIDI. The MIDI, it was yeah. just straight audio because I couldn't figure out how to do it any better. But it turned out yeah. very well for, for what it was and... and when my when the teacher from from the project approached us and and told my parents like oh we're really impressed with the score we'd never had a you know such a a well done score and I was like this is when I ask again I was like father this is the moment <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and my dad and I had thought about engineering as well and and I saw that I could do a dual major of film yeah. scoring and engineering and I was like father I can do both things. And I can be an engineer like you, father. <laughs> it's yeah. very reliable. Oh, that's, a, that's very smart of you. And, and yeah. my dad is like, no, 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 just study something first and I'll support you. And I was like, if I study something first, it's going to take me four years. The only thing that means is that I'm going to be four years behind everybody else my age. That's true. It's like, don't make, don't make me waste time. I was, I was very stubborn about it. And mm-hmm. I luckily got, the, got, to, got to go and, and I went to to study those two majors. And mm-hmm. a funny thing happened once I was there. I started, I kept writing more songs and recording and producing. And I started losing a bit of interest in the film scoring aspect mm-hmm. of it. I did study the major. It was really fun to learn all the things like the pops and streams and the clicks and the yes. <laughs> all the things and all the sessions. It's great to experience it. But I knew when I started those, those classes that my heart was no longer in it the way it was that the way I thought it was, I initially wanted to be the next John Williams, but by the time I got to that, I was more in love with with producing and songwriting, like a, a shorter yeah. format. I think is better for it holds shorter my interest yeah. more than than well, developing themes over time. Um, right, and the video game. You were also a gamer all your life. How is that incorporated into your? artistic I used yeah I, I used to play a lot when I was when I was a kid like I think like a lot of us with the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo etc yeah, and yeah. then and then I um I focused on music for a lot of years as a hobby mm-hmm. and video games actually came back into my life once I was I had graduated from college because I didn't have a job 
and I needed yeah. something to avoid reality. And um, yeah, no, so I started playing again and absolutely fell back in love with it and, and just um, started working with an, an indie company in Monterrey called Alebrije Studios and they, they were mm -hmm. a, a, an indie game company. And mm -hmm. so that uh, involved me more in like got, got my head in, in the video game world. And once the um, there was a, a very popular game that was very anticipated, highly anticipated, and when it came out, they had a very pretty song that that um, I made a cover of. And um, my my boyfriend at the time, now my husband, sent it mm -hmm. to a, a podcast in IGN, and they okay. loved it, and they played it at the end of the podcast, and and posted a um, made a post about it on their site, and that mm -hmm. site had you know has millions of, of visits, and and it just went viral from there. And mm -hmm. so that's how I entered the the video game world. That's the Dragonborn the Dragonborn comes. comes right. Yeah. Okay. How did you react to to that uh, video going viral and uh, understanding what that meant at that time? Because I think nine years ago, is it nine years ago now it was or two thousand eleven? I think it's ten. 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 Okay. Wow. Almost ten. Okay. Time moves fast. Uh, <laughs> ten years ago, um, how did you how did you rec how did you understand or, or wrap your brain around what what that meant at that time? I think at first I felt very very afraid, very threatened as it was happening because I I kept waiting for something awful to happen because it, because the internet you know you have nice yeah, people yeah. then you have some not very nice people and so yeah. I kept. I kept, the response was very positive at first, mostly. Mm -hmm. I kept waiting for the tides to turn and for everybody to be like, oh, this is horrible, worst yeah, human ever or something. And so I, I was very afraid of that. And, and it like was, a backlash thing. Yeah. Right? And yeah, it was okay. very intense because especially the first, I think, three days, you would mm -hmm. refresh the, the page. It's like more, 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 more comment, comment, comment after comment. After. It, it was like, it was yeah, impossible crazy. to understand, really. Okay. And, um, and I, at that, Mo at that time, I, I I don't know. I felt I felt very shy. I didn't ever think that I would have a um, a career for focused on performance. I always thought that I was going to right. be working more on the writing or production side of it. On the behind the scenes. And so I, right. I did feel very exposed, and I was like, I'm not sure if I like this. And it took me quite some time to to warm up to the idea of playing of, live or or being in front of the camera. Of being maybe? in front of the camera. Okay. Um, it, it wow. was it, it was quite quite a shift. I, I never expected that to happen and I never expected to to be a singer. Um, when did you get like on stage and comfortable on stage? I mean, we're in, in that regard for like shows or I'm did you do a lot of, of performing? Uh, I mean, you played drums, right? Yeah. And you played on stage, but like not like at massive events. When yeah. did when did you have that uh, transition? I think that I was invited to, first of all, to South by Southwest, just a little right. a, a food truck event that had a little platform. And um, so it wasn't like that many people. Um, okay. So I got to perform there. And then I was also invited to play on, on the Halo, Halo, Halo Championship, yeah. uh, Global Championship um, concert. And, and that was another experience with the crowd. But it was always like these isolated events. That kept mm -hmm. making it very stressful to deal with the the um, stage fright because it was once every six months. Oh right, so you kind of felt like you had to start over, maybe. I, like what? Like like you, your comfort is like oh, 
you don't get to use you don't get used to being on stage exactly because it's so far apart from each other exactly and so you have what to what am i do- saying you just explain i'm just repeating what you're saying <laughs> it's okay <laughs> uh, yeah so so they the, the events were spread so far apart that it couldn't really help me be more comfortable with it right. i got through it thankfully and i did enjoy the experience you know after the the fear of preparing that once the the performances happened it was a lot of fun and and something i'm very glad i did uh, but mm-hmm. I did chicken out of some invitations to perform because I just thought, okay. like, I'm I'm, I'm going to break. I can't do this. Okay. Um, but eventually, what I ended up doing that really helped a lot. Uh, here's a, a tip for anybody who has a stage tip, yeah. fright. Is I uh, stumbled upon Twitch because, well, Twitch was very famous for, for gaming. Gamers would yes. play in the live stream. Um, but also some musicians started joining. And so every week mm-hmm. they would live stream and sing. And so I did that. And it was horrifying at first. But after a while, it got better. And that changed my whole perspective on on live performance and and completely well not completely but greatly removed my fear yes. of it no it's it's a i I'm, I'm a fan and well uh on your on your long run on how many years was it on on twitch three years on twitch i believe three years on twitch i have a i have a surprise for you like a quick surprise for you and uh i want to see if if you if if we can talk a little bit to Somebody here who who has just joined us. Hello, Rodrigo Buchamonfort. Are you there? <laughs> ¿Qué onda? Bueno, bueno, bueno. Sí, can, eh, we can hear you. ¿Cómo can estás? You hear me? Ok, ok. This is Rodrigo ¿Qué Monfort. Onda ¿Qué onda, Buch? We, we, we have a surprise guest <laughs> for you here. Um, me siento como en Ellen. Voy a llorar. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wanted to... to, to uh, Bring in Bucho Rodrigo Monfort to say hi quickly and talk about your album. Um, yeah. Bucho, Bucho has been one of my one of my best uh, friends and, and mentors, and um, I think I think you might feel a little bit of a, the same in in totally. that regard. So I just wanted. Oh, oh, we're speaking English, Bucho. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're doing that. Okay. Just so you know, <laughs> welcome, welcome, Rodrigo Bucho Monfort, uh, producer, um, songwriter, and composer. Uh, you can listen to his uh, second episode uh, podcast uh, with us here today uh, with Maluka. How was it? How how did you guys? I want to say something first because I heard the episode that you guys recorded for your podcast, Marcelo, and Bucho was mentioning how for him seeing the producer we were talking about, Ricardo Cortez, seeing him perform on drums really inspired him to to be a musician and, and go in that direction. And I want to say, Bucho is my rich. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? Bucho inspired me. And so I, I heard that and I was like, oh my God, it's like history repeating itself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah because we had that with uh, with uh, Ricardo Cortez, mm-hmm. Bucho and I, for both of us, a huge influence. Uh, and then at Berkeley, you had a chance to record your first song. Uh, so we're all connected in that way. Yeah. But uh, t- tell me how you how you guys approached each other and planned that album, and uh, how did it go? I uh, I've always been a fan of Bucho. I, I absolutely love the 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 album that he made with his own songs. Been a fan yes. of that for years and years. Me, me too. And yeah. um, when the time came to pick a, uh, somebody to help with record the album, I immediately thought of him. I originally thought I had made demos of most of the songs that were pretty. Um, specific and that's what we were going to try to record with the band and so well I I need somebody to to help on the engineering end and I think that is the 
best possible thing that could have happened. I, I texted Bucho and I'm like, Bucho, do you remember me? Would you, <laughs> like to, <laughs> would you like to work on this? And I was so happy that he said yes. And I think the reason why I like that album so much is because Bucho had such a great and important part in it because he not only ended up recording it, but also helping a lot with the production of it. Mm -hmm. And I think for myself and for the rest of the musicians, we were just so thankful to have him there because it completely made the experience flow and the, the inspiration flow. So it was fantastic. I don't know how you feel, Bucho. We loved you. I, I, it was an absolute pleasure for me. And uh, please excuse my English. I'm not used to doing this. But yeah, I, I really loved uh, being involved in such a beautiful project because I, I really loved the songs. And I've always had a, a, a lot of respect for you as a songwriter. So I really enjoyed the whole experience. It was a, a very, very cool environment to work in uh, because of you and, and also your, your musician friends. They were really nice and up to try anything. They, they were really generous with their uh, musicianship. And I, I think that shows in the songs and I really enjoyed working in it I, i really did yeah it was very nice and also well i don't know i, I mean it was a, a lovely experience overall that's awesome but you guys start with um did you record your demos at home and then send them over you recorded in logic right yeah i recorded in logic and ended up i, I did the best i could with the With the with the demos, I, I I do know how to play several instruments, but not all, all of them very well. So I did the, the the best to to get the the tracks to sound as well as I could, knowing yes. that once the musicians stepped in, they always you know having musicians that are each true to their instrument is always yeah. um, such an improvement. And so yeah, I had that and I had the string arrangements and everything and and um, and I think. What we ended up working a, a lot on um, was really polishing those ideas and working mm -hmm. to find the right sounds. And I think okay. that is something that I would never have been able to do if I had been the only one working on on this on this project. It, it helps so much to to bounce off ideas. Exactly, from, from and I think everybody. Bucho's expertise with with sounds and, and instruments and and way tune this a little like low a little higher like all those details different kind of amps how do you mic them all all specifics right. of things that maybe at some point in time i learned but never really learned <laughs> yeah um so or, it was fantastic or, or of, exactly of to, it was to fantastic to have yeah. that that whole experience and and the the way that he thinks and the way that he solves problems um It's a fantastic asset, I think, to have in the studio. How did you build the, the tracks with uh, Maluka Bucho? What, what did you start with uh, in well, terms of production? Did well, you grab I, any of the tracks? Uh, from actually, uh, I mean, this, this was the uh, only experience I ever had with somebody that works as organized as she is. It was mind-blowing. <laughs> she had like, uh, what's the word? Carpetas. Binders. She had Folders, binders. <laughs> but she had like a, a bunch of binders. She'd music for each musician, like charts, like even an itinerary for what we were doing. The, the, the All the days we were going to be there. The lyrics and copies for everyone. It was absolutely... She did a lot of prep work. I mean, I've never seen anybody as professional in that end. 
you nice. know? <laughs> but, and also the demos were all completely fleshed out. I mean, she yeah. had like all the sample library sounds already there and like um, mock-ups for the string uh, arrangements already there. She had the sheet music. She had everything, actually. We, we so, only... So when yeah. Maluka says, I did the best I could... That means she's being extremely humble. Yeah, she's really like like uh, underplaying it, right? She's like <laughs> like taking it like being really modest, I guess. Extremely, extremely, extremely modest. modest. No, 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 you're gonna get me in trouble with Diego. <laughs> right before the That, podcast, he told me, "Maluca, don't be modest." <laughs> 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 But that's amazing. That's amazing to have so much uh, prep and uh, your ideas all like clear and, and fleshed out because it helps with uh, making the process run along, right? Like yeah. flow, flow better. And it, it, what, I, what I really like about that is, is that you, you make, like for, for the demos, you make, I make something that I like and then yeah. people make it even better and, and yeah. even better than I could ever imagine. And so that's, yes. that's one of the... the um, advantages of, of bringing people in because sometimes you don't want to to like relinquish control if they you it's, know what if they tough. change something but it, but in a lot of yeah. change in a lot of cases the changes are good that the, the shifts and the adjustments are fantastic yeah. and and they completely make you sound even more professional than you could ever get to sound on your own yeah that happens i guess bucho has has seen this also happen in the studio so much that you're like well okay i have this Let's just see what happens with this musician. And uh, if it's better, yeah, I will leave it. But I still have this thing that I recorded and it works okay. And like 95% of the time, it's like, oh, that's much better than yeah. <laughs> when, when somebody comes in and like actually does its human thing with their talent. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, I was And I think it was, a, it was a very positive experience for me. And I, I've been working on my own at home for years mm -hmm. and years and years. Let's not count yes. how many but many years. And, <laughs> and, and for me, it was a good, it was just proof that we need to reach out outside of ourselves to, yeah. if we do want to keep growing and learning, because for me, it was such an inspiration to be in the studio with Bucho and with Alex and Jack and Ian, and to be, um, to see just how incredible things can be when, when you involve others. And, you know, in, in the past, I might have seen Bucho work and I was like, ah, oh, I need to learn everything Bucho knows and then I need to be better than Bucho. And that right now it's like, no, I'll call Bucho. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hire Bucho. <laughs> Let no, him I, do I, I, I his just, amazing I just got to say, like, all, uh, all the musicians, like, really cared for the project, really were into the songs and really uh, tried to, put their best on, on 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 tape you know and it was uh, a really cool experience getting to know them and working with them uh, I really enjoyed it and overall I think uh, it was a, a great team and like you were saying before uh, whenever you give like a, a, an outside human touch to the, to your songs they come alive in a, in ways you didn't expect so that's a really nice surprise. Uh, for all of us yeah. in, involved, I, I think. I saw pictures of, of you guys um, when you were finishing the recording, like those uh, soccer pics where uh, those uh, <laughs> team where everybody was hugging and stuff, and you all looked super, super happy. It was incredible. Like it was, uh, I guess it was a, like a great... How, how long did it take to, to do the album at Victoria Records? 
we recorded for a week. We had a week. week. Um, okay. That was, I think, that the... Um, the I, I wish we'd had like two or three because it was just such a fun time. We would yeah. have long days and, and be done like at 10 at night or something. I'd be so full of energy and so full of joy. And yeah. I just couldn't like, wait for the keep next going. day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. what you have to keep in mind is that I hadn't seen these guys like in 10 years. Jack oh, and Alex so like, and Ian. Yeah. And so... To me, when I invited them over and, and booked their flights and everything, I was like, oh, I hope this is as good as I, I hope that the friendship is as good as I remember. And right. it, indeed it was. And like I, I mentioned before that it was like no time had passed. And mm -hmm. because they're, they're just wonderful people. And Bucho mm -hmm. is, is, can, can uh, attest to that, that they're yeah, amazing. Yeah, they're amazing uh, people and amazing musicians. It was really nice having them around. And get, uh, I didn't know them personally, and I, I really enjoyed my time with them. But I, I get it that, that you, you haven't seen them in so long, and when they get there, it's like, oh, let's work. Because you only have like a week. So then you want to hang out, but you also need to track yes. a lot of things. Is that was that something also that that happened? Yeah, no, I I think that that if I could have had them here stay for two weeks and then have you know to be able to take a, a bit more time and 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 to hang out as well, I would have loved that very much. But I think uh, we unfortunately had to work fast as fast as we could. What are some of the uh, some of the concepts behind and the themes behind uh, the album? Uh, in general, what do you guys talk about in terms of songwriting and lyrics and production? I mean, what is, I mean, the meaning behind the some of the some of the songs. Is there an album, a story, or like the old days, or is it more of a single-based thing with the with the album? Or, I think that was a weir weird question, but no, the the it's actually a perfect question because the collection of songs that ended up on the album were songs that I had. Um, been gathering for years and years. They were, they were okay. all written over the last decade, I would say. And okay. I always felt, I, I wanted to record a sec second album because I had recorded one back in the day, but I, I always saw the songs and I was like, they're so disjointed. Even my first album was called All of the Above because I could not pick a genre. <laughs> there were some okay. rock songs and some yeah. singer-songwriter songs. And so this album kind of felt the same. It's a bit of all over the place. But okay. then once I put the songs together, once I started listening to the demos in order... I was like, this is actually kind of perfect, perfect for me. For it, it's a good depiction of what my life has been like in the last ten okay. years, and so it's a lot of themes of, of you know, heartbreak and love and and family and and so there's there's not not really a theme that I can say like, oh, this is about Halloween, but but it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Um, but it's it's stories from your life, exactly. Most of them, okay. Yeah. How about you, Butch? How did you uh, see? I uh, well. Uh, a while ago, uh, I was before I interrupted Judith. Judith I was going to uh, uh, talk a, a bit more about the process because mm -hmm. we were saying about the the week we spent at Victoria, but Judith did a, an amazing work because we only laid out the the basic tracks like guitar, drums, and well, uh, uh, bass, uh, pia some of piano, but uh, uh, then Judith went to her home. And she tracked the vocals for all the songs, and she did a bunch of editing, and then oh, she nice. even did like some uh, sample rate conversion of the songs. That w it was a, a little bit of a headache for all of us, but it worked nicely. So she, I, I just wanted to add that that she's an, uh, a very talented producer. So she did a lot of the work by herself, and then when she had everything 
uh, gathered, then we came into my studio and did the mix. But uh, besides that week working with those guys, she w worked on her own, like, I don't know, maybe a week and a half or what, couple what of was weeks, it? I I think, yeah. A couple of weeks, yeah. I mean, you've done, Maluk, you've done editing for vocal editing for projects too. Yes. So that, you know your way around of uh, doing vocals, right? Producing yeah. vocals. That, that has yeah. been one of my favorite discoveries in re recent years that I really, really love editing. And specifically, I love editing vocals because I do yeah. like to sing and I love being able to, to have my tracks be as clean as possible and be able to handle that all, all on my own. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I have been hired on, on several of the, the Call of Duty games. They sometimes release songs performed by other people and they send me the mm -hmm. vocal tracks and I... I get to like clean them up and I love like cross fades. And <laughs> yes, that's, <laughs> it, it, you go into a zone, right? Like, you go into exactly, a zone. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's fantastic yeah. to be able to take the, that experience and then apply it to my own music as well, because it does make the, it's something I really enjoy and it's very efficient. Like, like Bucho says that I can just hand over the, the tracks and, and not have them be as much of a headache as they would have been if, if I yeah, didn't well, know. If I, I, I can't wait to listen to I haven't uh, had a chance to listen to the album but I only found one song on 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 Spotify is the the whole album there yeah the whole album should be on there okay I need to deep uh, deep, deep dive <laughs> deep dive uh, but combining because I every time I I want to do vocal stuff I talk to Bucho because he, he in terms of harmony and recording and and fine-tuning and stuff he's like on another level so combining you guys in terms of vocals i'm it's amazing to to see i, I want to hear what what you guys did in, in in that regard well congratulations well, on on the album uh bucho anything else you want to share that that happened with uh with the album or or your experience no no i uh, i was just gonna say that like on on this album she did hundred uh, percent of the vocal work uh, like the harmonies and all that which are amazing by the way she did on her own so we we didn't get to work on on that part but we worked on the arrangement and and the, on the mix and the sounds you know wow but she so did all I, the vocal work i can't work wait for you guys herself. to get together and, and do harmonies yeah <laughs> that would be that would be crazy Butch, to, when to do work. we record the next one yeah whenever you say dates. i'm ready I, i'll get my binders <laughs> ready <laughs> Have you like I'm free all this afternoon like come over <laughs> come over <laughs> I, let's, I let's haven't do. written songs and all I have been singing lately is if you're happy and you know clap your hands yes <laughs> <laughs> I know but it's a, it's a good it, it's it's a good um how do you call it when you when you set your your goal yeah uh, a good point of reference to to be like let's do another one and then you can set a goal to write a song a day <laughs> oh, maybe like one a week and stuff and then in like a few months you can hopefully go back and... it won't take another decade i'm a bit of a slow writer but i hope <laughs> it won't take that long <laughs> well you guys i want to thank you uh it was it was really cool yeah. to talk to both of you and uh maluka thank you thank you so much for for this time um there's so much that we could talk with you about i'm sharing this with bucho before you were here, I was telling Maluka that I went through all of her curriculum and the IMDb's and and it's just, you can just, there's so much there that you can have like four or five hours of just different topics in terms of everything that, that she's done and everything that she's uh, composed and worked. But uh, it just, it's, it's amazing. Really, th thank you for sharing your time with us uh, at the show. Uh, there are 
thousands of fans that that uh that see you on on streaming and uh listen to to your music and uh it's really cool to to just listen to you talk about that and and uh, just th thank you so much for for thank being you. here in, in the show uh, you anything else you want to share with us i'm like i'm like i there's so much information in my head that i can't really uh, I, i don't blame clearly. you when when somebody asks me what do you do i'm like hmm <laughs> okay so I, it's not just no, me no right? no no it's okay. a problem that i have as well because just life the way life has worked it has taken me in several different directions Thank until you. yeah until I, i'm kind of <laughs> finding what i'm comfortable with <laughs> okay yeah because there's your your uh your streaming world yeah which is really important and you're doing it on youtube now yeah and, what, uh, the, the, what i've done for now the the streaming okay. aspect of it i've i've reduced to one streaming about once a month because okay. streaming weekly was a lot of fun but it is a commitment and yes uh, right now i think i i'd rather um be a mom for a bit um yeah but well, yeah you had a discord but, server and it was a, a lot of activity right mm -hmm. there was a lot of work exactly. behind that a lot of right? fun but but like you say a lot of work and a lot of you had to deal with moderation and all all, all of these elements that right now are is perhaps not the right time for me um right. but i'm finding that you know the the one thing i can tell you with certainty is that mm -hmm. i never thought that i would end up being a singer or fo focusing on singing because i right. i always prefer the writing aspect of it but i think mm -hmm. that after all of these years singing the voice is the only instrument that i feel comfortable enough saying okay i'm a singer i'm a vocalist because with guitar i'm like oh, i'm not that good and with piano i'm like oh, i'm not that with everything else i've been a bit mediocre i have to say um, mm. but with the voice like I'm, i'm so committed to it so if you ask me what do i do i sing <laughs> I think I can that's, I can summarize it as that. <laughs> that's beautiful and and it helps me so much. I was worried and and throughout the whole interview I'm like because usually I'm like, "Oh, you wrote music for this film." And you can talk about that for a little bit. But with you I have so many things in my head and and I just thank you so much for 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 clarifying for that. Hook, <laughs> yeah, letting me off the hook with just in in my mind uh with you and for sharing everything with us. Congratulations on on thank Dante. You. Uh, say hi to Thor for I us will. <laughs> and uh, I will be adding all the links that I can on the, on the description for the, for the show um, anything else you guys like to share thank you for everyone that's, that's listening thank you Maluka for your time today anything else you, you'd like to share with us before we, we go out I'm really enjoying all the, uh, the episodes that you're doing with everybody else and I look forward to continuing to listen to all, all the interviews in the future oh nice thank you for listening yeah <laughs> Yeah, Bucho. Yeah, just yeah, thank you for the invitation and and congratulations, Maluka, uh, on on your motherhood and on your uh, gr great uh, commitment to the things that you're doing. So really enjoyed talking to you this this time, and also thanks Marcelo for the invitation. No, thank you guys. Uh, well, that's it. That's our show. Pero muchas thank you very much for everyone listening, and uh, thank you, Maluka, for your time. And uh, bye bye.